Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the BB Show. I'm your host, Beebs. We are joined today just by one co-host, but my all-time co-host, Chen. We got a lot on the table. It's a good week to be a Packers fan, and we took our time, made sure we got the schedule right, so we had as much time as we needed to sit here and talk <laughs> Packers football. Nowhere to be after this. We could talk for six hours, and you guys would be forced to listen to Chen rant about how Jordan Love is, you know, the second coming. Actually, it would be the third coming for us, but, you know. Right. I, di- I, I digress. Uh, but before we get into all of that, Chen, how are you doing today, man? Oh, I, I can't even can't even put words, man. Because currently today, if you go and check the the Vegas odds, you will notice that the Packers are favored in their last five games. That puts us at eleven and six. You could have, I mean, I could have put a bet on it, especially a couple ways, you know, a couple games into the season. Uh, of us going six and 11, seven and 10, that was the more realistic scenario for me than the fact that we might close this thing out here. And we, um, that, we might, we might run the, run table, the table, as nah, some might say. Nah. <laughs> and that might be, a, that would put us at a, if we do that, I believe seven game win streak, which would ironically surpass the Broncos and Russ for like the longest win streak of the year. But, um, I just I can't even because it was it's such a far cry from what we saw earlier this season um, when it came to primetime games. Somebody has to get up and be clocked in by 445. I was not looking forward to this one. We're playing the Super Bowl champions. Even if I knew we kept it close, I figured we'd lose Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. That did not happen um, on both sides. The ball is phenomenal. Jordan Love as a player, I, it's crazy, and maybe it's different from other people, but at least my Twitter feed is like a complete 180 of Jordan Love. I, I mean, it was, oh, like this guy stinks, you know, we need to move on, yada, yada, yada. And now it's the complete, oh, they did it again, like three straight Hall of Fame quarterbacks. I don't think we. I'm going to go both, you know, like I'm not going to say he's a Hall of Fame right away. I think that's ridiculous, but – it's like it's on the table. When you look at the physical gifts, even going back and watching the film of these bad games, there was always a couple throws in every single game where you're like, geez, there's not a lot of guys that can make that throw. And Jordan Love is as long as he stays on this trajectory of uh, the trajectory of like currently, I think he's I mean, the options are dwindling down. We lost Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins. List goes on. He's probably a top ten quarterback. Like you, you could throw, you could start that conversation of the current quarterbacks, especially by the end of the season, that he, he really hits his groove. Because if there's time for us to start winning, it's right now. I'd love to be the NFC version of the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, we were, but, we were in 2010, and uh, we may have to we went ten and six. Wild, back. Yeah, we went we ten and six. To. Wild card. Went on the road, won every game, and then beat a, a team that already won two Super Bowls in the Super Bowl. This is true. And we just beat the Super Bowl champions. So I don't think anything is off the table right now. Um, it's actually kind of nice that my, well, from the Jets side of things, the Packers Jets Super Bowl prediction has some life. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't even believe that after the first month, uh, I thought that was just a dead take. But there's there's a there's a shot there's hope 
I mean, we saw after the Niners last year, those top dogs in the NFC are one or two injuries away from all of a sudden we get an upset, right? I mean, like, even with the Vikings-Giants, the Giants won that game, but we knew the Vikings were the better team because the Giants got Goomba stomped like 45-7 to the next day or next week of that. So I'm just, as a Packer fan, really the, the happiest I've been all season. Uh, I don't think I could have been happier in the moment because of just the schedule we got. We were like, oh, we got to steal one against the Chiefs. Or the Vikings. We already did that. We stole one. No, we're we, in the we seventh. No, right no, no. This is what happened. Okay, we sat here <laughs> three weeks ago and said we need to steal one, maybe two, of Chargers, Lions, Chiefs. And then we sat here two weeks ago – beat the Chargers and said, okay, we need to win one of the next two, and then we need to take care of business when we get to the easy part of our schedule. Then we beat the Lions and the Chiefs. <laughs> she took care of it all, yeah. Yeah, like, Matt, and you know what? Here's my thing with this team, okay? I, I'm a little, overall, more reserved than a lot of Packers fans right now and keeping expectations to a minimum, Right. I have already gotten out of this season what I wanted in August. I already got it. We got our guy. He could ask for a contract extension. Give it to him, man. Because he's doing this with no star wide receivers. Aaron Jones is not on the field. Um, the running back, A.J. Dillon, has stepped it up, but it's not great. Luke Musgrave's not even out there this week. Like, they're doing this with a very, like, it's uh, they're doing this with a roster that's paying David Bakhtiari however much and Aaron Rodgers to be a New York Jet. Like they're doing this yeah. with an incomplete roster and Jair's not even on the field. Like, I, I don't know right. how else to like emphasize that they are doing this with, with an incomplete roster. And like, that's what I looked at preseason. I was like, well, as long as we're paying Rogers, like we're going to be handicapped a little bit. And like, as long, and then Bakhtiari went down. I was like, well, now we're paying him a bunch and, you know, not getting anything out of them. Right. right. Um, and it's just like this, this team, I think – who calls the Sunday Night Football? Is it Aikman who does Sunday Night Football? Or maybe it was Collinsworth who – It might, might it's, it might be Al Michaels and – or no. It's, it's, oh, it's first. Mike Tirico and Chris Collinsworth. Yeah, Collinsworth. Uh, and it wasn't Collins. It was Mike Tirico that said this. And we can get into Collinsworth of this because I had to actually mute the TV at one point. It was so bad. That's, dude, yeah, that's fair. That's really fair. Um, and I've never done that. I've, I, I'm not the type of guy to get ticked off about announcers. but And I was backed on Twitter when I saw this. But mm-hmm. – um, Mike Tirico, he was like, the Packers, man, like at this point, nobody in the NFC wants to play them in the playoffs. They're that team. They're the scariest team in the playoffs because everybody thinks they should be able to beat them. And they don't know if they can. Like, it's one of those things where it depends Mm. on who shows up. And if they show up, they're going to give everybody a run for their money. Um, And the the Packers, like this team, somebody said this too, and I, I partially agree, like, over the last few years, the Packers have had a lot of success in the last five years. Three 13 and three seasons, two NFC championships, heartbreaker at home in the divisional. Sure, you had the 2022 season was kind of meh. Uh, and but now we're here, right? Um Sunday night might have been the most fun I've had a Packers as a Packers fan in a very long time. Yeah. I I love this team, man. Everybody's counting them out, everybody's written them off, and here we are. Um, just watching, I mean, first off, like, did you see the clip of, uh, Barstool Big Cat just absolutely embarrassing himself, like practically on the verge of tears on his podcast, talking about 
how it's unfair that we have a great quarterback now again. And he's like, it's just, it's BS, man. It's BS. It's, it's not fair. And when I tell my kids, this is the example of this just life's not fair. You know, <laughs> it's just like, it's just like, dude, like, Oh, I feel bad because you have no control over your organization. So I guess in that sense, it isn't fair, but yeah. I, I, it was a phenomenal night to be a Packers fan. Jordan Love, I've been one of the earliest supporters of, been one of the early, I mean, as early as the end of the 2021 season, saying we should move on from Aaron Rodgers. Um, And I'm just very vindicated. I feel great. doesn't matter what anybody says to me. He could suck for the rest of the year. doesn't matter. The ceiling's there. Like, we've seen seen what he's capable of. uh, And I just want to, like, give a commending, like, you know, applause to Packers fans and the Packers organization for being like the one of 32 teams that has the patience to do the quarterback position. Right. Like we yeah. are, we are the only, maybe the Steelers. I'll give some yeah. credit to the Steelers. They're pretty patient with their quarterbacks. There's a couple others, but yeah. uh, the Packers, they do it right, man. They invest heavily in the position years of like, you know, development, developments yeah. and then step them in. Um, and it's, it's proven, man, especially if love turns out, I'm not saying he's a hall of famer, but I am saying that in this season, if the Packers run the table, I'm going to be on this podcast, making them MVP case. I will be. Yeah. If they run the table, he's the front runner right now. Yeah. Yeah. It can go anywhere. Yeah. really can. Um, all right. So let's talk about the actual game though, unless, you know, victory laps as a Packers fan. Um, for sure. From a Chiefs perspective, what what are your takeaways here? I mean, this was not a loss that they had on the schedule, uh, and it's a prime time, you know, loss. So, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's it was I think made just one of those games. I mean, you're playing at Lambeau, like we we've kind of touched on. I think there's a lot of just underestimation with this Packers squad. Um, I mean, on average, it's, we're the youngest roster in the NFL. The average age of our entire team is like 25 years old. For reference, most guys, I, I mean, you have to stay, I believe, two years in college to even consider, like, declaring for the draft. It's not like the NBA. So a lot of these guys, youngest you can be is like 21. Um, so 25 for your average age. Uh, this is a young squad, and the Chiefs looked like the young squad in the sense of there's a lot of mistakes, a lot of penalties, like things that were you wouldn't really see from the Super Bowl champs. And I, I understand they they have the, the turnover, especially in like the receiver room. They, they still don't really seem to have that locked down. And I think that's really – I mean, it's the loss of Tyreek Hill. I know they got it done without him last year, but – It's so weird it's to still me. still very unstable. It's so weird to me how that team last year had no problems with the loss of Tyreek Hill. And now this team is just like, oh wow! I I can see he's his absence is very evident. I just it's yeah. so it's so weird to me. It, it feels like there's just they're trying to out too many guys. If that makes sense, like there was a lot of talk about Justin Ross in camp. Now he's nowhere to be found. Rasheed Rice, I feel like has been good, but then they wanted to get like Valdez Scantling involved, and then you hear about Sky Moore, and then they traded back for Miko Hardman, like. There's like five or Kadarius Tony, like you have six or seven guys you're like trying to rotate in, and you're not really like sticking and setting to the your your guys. And I think that might 
especially and when you talk about timing with routes, that, that's like a major impact for a quarterback. So however great Mahomes is, and Chris Collinsworth can attest to that. Oh, um, my God, dude. Yeah, oh you, you got God. Travis Kelsey, but you kind of need a guy that's just going to be on the field consistently as a wide receiver one. I couldn't tell you, and I've seen a couple Chiefs games, who the clear wide receiver one is for them. I, I, I still don't know. Like, it's just a different battle every week. So we'll see kind of just how this year plays out. You know, I could see them. This, they're still eight and four, right? Like, this, this doesn't matter to them in the grand scheme of things. Um, but it's concerning, man. When you, when you go against the youngest team age-wise and just what the Packers have been doing this year, and you don't, uh, you don't look like the Super Bowl champions and we're now week 13, concern. Like, we're not slamming panic button, but that case is open. All right, it's open. Uh, yeah, I'm not I, – I actually fully agree. And they just – this has been a year-long thing. I think we've mentioned it multiple times where it's like, yeah, the Chiefs are 8-2 and two or whatever. Now they're 8-4, and four, but it's like the Chiefs are 8-2, and two, and it's like they don't look that good. And we've kind of said – that I don't think we've been as vocal about it, but I felt the same way as Philly. Uh, and we briefly mentioned it with when we were talking MVP talks last week with Jalen Hurts being the favorite back then. And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't really see it. And we talked about the difference of just like pure excellence between their season last year and this year uh, yes. and their 10 and one record. I feel the same way about the Chiefs. I, I don't, there's something missing. They demand on, McCollinsworth actually said this. And for once, it was actually accurate. He's like, they, they just put too much demand on Patrick Mahomes to be perfect. And if he ever makes a mistake, like he did on that Keyshawn Nixon interception, they lose the game. I mean, yep. the game was literally at a point where it was like, whoever gets, like, everybody's scoring every possession, and if you don't score, you're going to lose. And, sure, Collinsworth was putting a lot of emphasis on, oh, if Jordan Love doesn't respond, by the way, with, like, 12 minutes left in the third quarter, he said this. If Jordan Love doesn't respond, you know, Mahomes is going to go down, score again, and it's it's over. And it's like, dude, there's a whole half left. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, what What are you, like, you know, oh, man, it was. And here's the thing, too, is I actually felt like the Packers defense was playing very well. <laughs> and a lot, was, of people, a lot of people said the opposite. And I was like, dude, in the red zone, they are making, they had two sacks in a row to force a field goal. Uh, yeah. And we were the benefactor of a couple of just bonehead chiefs, like illegal shifts, false starts in the red right. zone, backed them up. Uh, and then they got another field goal out of that early on. But all that to say, like, stuff like that, and that kind of wraps what I'm saying into a circle, like the Chiefs in the red zone, false starts, holdings, illegal shifts, can't finish drives. They win that game if they finish those two drives early in the game. They win that game if those are touchdowns and not field goals, or even one of them, right? Um, for the Chiefs to come in on Sunday Night Football and score 19 points against a Packers team that's in a rebuilding year, um, and I know they're hot, but it is like, man, something's something's off. And yeah. you see it when you really peel back the curtain. You see it with like Pacheco getting ejected, and the frustrations mm-hmm. are starting to boil in Kansas City. Uh, they're getting yeah. a lot of media attention because of this Taylor Swift crap, um, and it's it's just something yeah. that's like, huh. You know, I, I, there's something missing. I think it's the wide receiver one. The defense has very played very well for them this year. The run game has played very well yeah, for them this year. Yeah. Um, but Kelsey has not been as dominant. He was dinged up to start the year. He's been great uh, from a 
macro perspective, but for Kelsey, he's yeah, a down year. general tight end, right? Um, I don't know. I'm not really. I'm not going to write him off because I don't see anybody else. If the I'll say this: if the Bengals were healthy, and I know they just beat the Jaguars, but if the Bengals were fully healthy, I would really be reining in like this is their year to go get it because it's wide open. But like I've said many times, when it comes to like the Bills. I'm very interested to see if the Chiefs lose three straight this week because they got Buffalo. Mm-hmm. They, they got do, Buffalo. Yeah. That's going to be – and I've had that game circled as a Bills, you know, semi-supporter for weeks. As like they have to win this game. They have to mm-hmm. win this game. Um, and we'll get into that a little bit. But the Chiefs' concern. I'm like I was in the other room and I saw this game and I, you know, in the back of my mind I was like, hmm, maybe, maybe I need to go get the keys to the panic button. Like maybe I, maybe I need to go get the you know so I can just be prepared if I need it right right but um yeah any other closing thoughts I guess on Sunday Night Football Chiefs Packers um I, I will say I want to get this on the record too I don't think the Packers are going to run the table I think they'll lose one or two and get in still yeah no we should get in um it's yeah it kind of seems inevitable the way we've been playing this year we might drop one but. I just won't I be. I just. I just. Maybe I'm managing my expectations, but I, I just won't be shocked if they also find them. Like, remember last year when we were like, "All they're gonna do is beat the Lions in Week 18, and we're in." And I literally said in like Week 15, I was like, "Everything is gonna go our way, and then we're gonna lose to the Lions in Week 18 and not get in." And yeah, I, I sure was, that was that and Jalen Hurts are my most prophetic moments. But it's true. Uh, I think we lose. Honestly, I think we. Did we beat the Vikings first time we played them? This season, no. Not this season. I'm interested to see. Uh, I'm not going to make a prediction on the Vikings yet because I'm interested to see how they follow this uh, Josh Dobbs skid a little bit, follow it up if they're if they bounce yeah. back or not. Um, but mm. yeah, no, no, I, I uh, don't have too much really to add. Um, I, I think just biggest thing is from like a Mahomes perspective it is kind of like the expectation even Kelsey because we kind of view him as could be goat tight ends in that conversation at least um geez I think somebody's dropping off the package sorry that noise um but Travis Kelsey and Mahomes are are guys that are held to a standard kind of above what would be expected of normal even sometimes good players I, I will just have to say though like from the Chiefs perspective, like there's not been a lot of and it's not all Mahomes fault because I know there's been a lot of people that are coming at, but the 400 yard, four touchdown games, like even the 300 yard, like three touchdown games have not been really coming around this year. He's, I think the best way to very, say it, yeah, just the best way to say of, it is yeah. that we are in a year where there's no clear MVP front runner. Yeah, and Patrick Mahomes is not the you know default best odds winner no right yeah right like that's like like and i get that like vegas odds don't reflect who they're actually is going to win and i really hope this is if if this pans out the way it has and stays this way i hope this is the year that we you know we give it to tyree hill like let's let's give it to a non-quarterback um or something you know it's been uh, since AP, man. It's almost like yeah. And if he if now. he gets to two thousand yards, he earned it, dude. Like that's like mm-hmm. AP ran for two thousand yards. He he's the first guy to ever receive for two thousand. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like come on, um, should be. But that's and we'll get more into that conversation when we get to it later in the year. But 
uh, that's the best way to sum up the Chiefs. Like any other year with Mahomes and like, oh, there's nobody's really playing great. Like last year, he won the MVP. Yep. And it was like, well, nobody really else played great. And, and he was just kind of his standard self. And that won him an MVP. Rodgers had the same effect. It was like, oh, you know. Yeah, that's back, yeah. 40 touchdowns, four interceptions. Man, no, got to give it to him. <laughs> like right. nobody, yeah. nobody else was amazing. Um, so mm-hmm. it's just like I, I that's to me what speaks the most volumes about Mahomes' play this year, taking a step back, is that the public doesn't think he's deserving of the MVP when there is no clear favorite. Yeah. No, that's that's very well said, honestly. Yeah, when you got Brock Purdy and a lot of names ahead of him. Um yeah, it's, I guess definitely is not just me saying this. He's just – whether it's his fault or not, and part of it probably is being quarterback, but a lot of it's just like the situation's not there this year. Yeah. And it's just, uh, you know, not his time. But, uh, I mean, we want to pan the division rival in Denver Broncos. Streak yes. finally snapped. The streak snaps. I predicted it. I was on it. I said I would never I, – I just put them on my no-pick list and stuck to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, that team. I, I, I think that Denver, and I kind of mentioned this a little bit when they were hot, Denver, their formula for winning was very good and very dangerous, and it won them five straight games. But it also was flawed in the sense that they were winning all these games, like sc- never scoring more than like 25 points. Mm-hmm. And it was yeah. one of those things where it's like, we talked about them making the playoffs. Oh, yeah. And when they're on a five-game win streak, it feels like they're going to win the playoffs. And I said, I said this last week, and I know I'm kind of tooting my own horn a little bit, so I apologize. But, like, I said, like, yes, they've won five straight, but anybody else who wins five straight isn't six and five. So now they have to keep – look at the, where the Packers are at six and six. They have to keep hot throughout the rest of the year to get in at 11 yeah. and six or, or at 10 and seven. Uh, and or at 12 and five would have been last year. And it's like, they're not going to do that. So when you put yourself in that one and six hole, you go crazy to get to six and six or six and five, one and five hole get to six and five. And you go crazy when five straight, you still have an uphill battle because you were so far downhill and they've embraced that. But these are the types of games where it's like, mm, they might need that when we get to it. You know, when we get when we get to week 17, week 18, they might right. I think Denver is a playoff contender. I think they they can be a playoff team and might even win a playoff game because they've proven they can win like this and play great defense and score 28 points and win a game or 26 points and win a game. Um, but yeah, they're just it's just a hard way to win. Like Good. I don't know how like it, it's not the same thing as like the Chiefs of the past, where it's like, oh, you know, we're going to throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns every game, and you're going to have to outscore us, right? And we're going to play decent defense. We're yeah. or, or the Ravens, we're going to run for 300 yards, 250 yards with a variety of different guys and stop us. It's not that same level of excellence. It's very like, chuck it up to Corlin Sutton. Oh, my God, he made an amazing catch, and we scored a touchdown to win 17 to 14. Like... It, it's, yeah. it feels very New York Giants, Eli Manning, New York Giants-esque. Where you it's have to respect to it. You have to respect it because they play great defense and their offense is good enough to beat you on any day. But it's also like, do we ever go through the regular season back then and say, the Giants are Super Bowl favorites? No, yeah. not, not once. No. Not one time. 
No, that's that's the really good way to put it is you have to respect that team. Like the Broncos last season were definitely not respectable. And really after like the I mean they got 70 points dropped on them this year. Like there was yeah, I mean, the first month of this <laughs> season, I was not respecting them yet. They've gotten to this point now with Sean Payton and Russ and whatever he's cooking that they're respectable as a team. But they're just kind of to me on like the level of like this year's Saints. Like I understand the records are flipped. And I know I'm not trying to tie anything like Sean Payton, but it's just like that team. If if the Chiefs or the Eagles are far, like if any team plays bad, those are squads capable of beating you. But you don't fear that team, especially in playoffs. Like if any of the contenders or, you know, like the Packers, Seattle, I think of like the Chargers, like teams that aren't even up there. If they play their football and play good, they're beating the Broncos. Like they're gonna beat the Saints. Like they're just yeah. in this mid category for me that was, I, I just I, I don't see the Broncos even making the playoffs. I, I don't think it's the path is there for me this year. I, well, if Trevor we'll if Trevor Lawrence actually is hurt, I see the path. But it looks everything I've heard is I uh, just I, sprain. What, why that may not be for me is because the Colts don't now are seven oh, five I two. I forgot about the Colts. Yeah, yeah dude, all I mean, of a sudden like, the AFC South might have three three players in the playoffs. Like, yeah, like that's it's it's crazy. But uh, in the AFC this year, it, it kind of feels like if you're not eleven and six, like if you can't get to that mark, you're in trouble. Like you're you're playing with the odds of the tiebreaker. Uh, I don't think any like nine and eight squads are going to sneak in. In the AFC. Did you see this is a little off topic, but did you see there I saw a video this guy broke down an extremely realistic scenario where the Bills win the AFC East as eleven and six? Wow. And it was like the it was like the Bills, they have to beat the Chiefs and the Cowboys. The rest of the way is fairly easy. And then the Dolphins have dolphins, the, they have to beat the Dolphins, but the Dolphins have like a couple tough matchups coming up and it was like holy crap like you know the, the bills are capable of beating the chiefs it's the same thing we've said all year and i don't want to bring up the bills on a bye week but that just aids into the afc convert like playoff conversation of like players and play right now and like preseason we were like oh it's going to be the afc east they're going to have three teams right it's going to be bills it's going to be jets it's going to be dolphins they're all in and they were all in everybody's and some people even were like i think the patriots have a chance like you know <laughs> yeah. right and yeah. one of those things that, like, now it might end up being the AFC South has two teams that people thought were, like, five-win teams going to win double-digit games, and none of them are the Titans. Like, right, yeah. <laughs> um, Wild, so but yeah. It, it's – the AFC, man, it's it's tight, and I agree. Broncos have an uphill battle to get there. Um, and I, I just – even when they're on that win streak, I just – they're just not – winning in dominant fashion yeah you know or like satisfying like oh this they really put a mark out like i don't even know what kind of team they are yet it feels like they're just like they're a they're solid scrappy they're a team. scrappy football team like and they yeah and you have to respect that and that's why i say i think the eli manning super bowl giants teams are the best analysis where it's like they don't yeah. play perfect football they play very great and good defense despite them giving up you know 70 in week three and they are very if they make it to a wild card 
yeah, you got to take them serious because it's one of those, it's, you put them in that Eli Manning category where it's like, yeah, they could actually go win the Super Bowl anytime they're in the playoffs. They could do it. Uh, But do I think they're going to? No. No. Not a fan. Not, will not be a fan for a very long, long time. All right, um, let's talk. Let's talk Texans, though. We talked about a little bit. Like, are they in for you at this point? It's hard to see a world where they're not. It would have to be a disaster. But this is a team that's my, my thing with like the younger teams is they shouldn't take steps back. Ooh, like that. That might happen. You know what I mean? But um. Like we look like the fourteen L Steelers is a great example. Of like that's a very good team. They're they knew how to win games, but they were older. We all knew like they were kind of frauds, and they were really frauds. And they lost to the Browns. It, it's uh, I don't like the Texans. Just seem like a team that maybe this is like their year to be this version's Bengals. Of they just kind of win out. Um, I don't know who's all left on the schedule, but you brought up like Trevor Lawrence's injury. Like they have the Jags again. Really, anybody in the division, they should win. Um, they've got they've got um, Jets this week, Titans, Browns, Titans, Colts in Week 18. Yeah, so no Jags left. And uh, Colts in Week 18 will definitely be an interesting matchup. Um, I, I'm not, like, out completely, like, on the Titans, but you could convince me that Texans win both. Um I don't know yet. You let's know, just let, let's, thing. let's yeah. Let's but play like let's, let's play the mathematical game. Okay, they're seven and five. Um, they got the Titans twice. Let's say they split those, just just for mathematics' sake. They, mm-hmm. they uh, they're gonna lose one of the next three games. Is basically what I'm trying to say. Uh, or yeah. one of the next four. Sorry, I forgot about the Jets. Um, but let's say they beat the Jets. They beat the Titans the first time. Uh, Browns. Let's say they beat them and they lose. That puts them at ten and six. Going into Week 18 against the Colts, who are also seven and five, six themselves. Yeah, they're also ten and seven and five. Uh, but the Colts' remaining schedule, well, Bengals, Steelers, Falcons, Raiders, Texans. They could be sitting at ten. Bengals have proven. Bengals have proven to actually still be a threat, and we'll get into that game. Um, maybe, you know, they're not the same high ceiling that they were, but they're not going to be a pushover win. I don't think, um, maybe they True, yeah. one, you know, one trick pony, Jake Browning on Monday Night football, but, yeah. um, Steelers are not an easy win. Falcons are, they're a hard win. I think they're a formal opponents in Atlanta Raiders. I don't even know. I, I forgot that team existed actually this week. I'm not going to lie. Like I, they have a decent record. I forgot. Oh. Um, um, do they have a decent record? I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy to me that they like just the way that team is built and having Josh McDaniels, you know, they're poison the well for so long. They're five and seven. Yeah. That's like, that's I, I've, you could have convinced me maybe like three and nine, two and 10. I mean, with the Cole McDaniels fiasco. I don't blame you on that. Um, but all that to say, like, I think the Texans are in. I, I think they take care of business and they and they they They're are short. second in the division. I think that they – maybe they catch Jacksonville. Maybe that's what happens and maybe it becomes something like that. 
um, yeah. with with if if Lawrence misses time. But I think that Jacksonville is a better team uh, for now. But as soon as next year, I think that that's up for debate. Yeah, but no, no Tank Dell for the rest of the year might big deal. Yeah, that's a big deal. Um, he's been a breakout star for them. Um, all right, let's talk. Let, we talked. We mentioned a little bit. We talked about Jaguars. Let's talk Monday Night Football. Um, sure. We get the an all-time classic Monday Night Football showdown between Jake Browning and C.J. Beathard in overtime. Um, it, this game was – I'm not going to lie. I was really bored until the last, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, but what are your thoughts here? I mean, I don't want to run a Bengals victory lap because I don't think it's really that big a victory lap, especially because Trevor Lawrence got hurt. And I think the Jaguars win the game if he doesn't like, yeah, agreed. At the time he got hurt, they were driving. I mean, it's scar, I believe it was 31 to 28. T-ball was getting in range. Um, and then obviously the injury happens. They, it was an interesting game, right? You know, now TJ Beathard comes in, who's always been kind of a solid backup. Uh, but Jake Browning, I mean, he really had a night in the sense of we've seen some really poor quarterback players here. I mean, there's guys that they step in and teams are scared to throw it with them. Uh, I mean, Jake Browning was – he was close to perfect for a good part of this game. It was like one or two balls, like incompletions. So – Going forward, um, the Bengals, I think their playoff hopes are alive. I would not buy any stock in it, per se. I think it's just very tough. But Jake Browning, as college quarterback at Washington, was solid. Like, there was times where he was in, like, Heisman conversations. And that that's not really shocking to me. It's just Joe Burrow, like, what he can do, especially in clutch and that's something at the end of the year. I just don't have that much faith in Jake Browning. Like in the sense, I think it'll be solid. Like it'll be better than like the Tim Boyles of the world. But yeah, I mean, they just re- they just renamed uh, Zach Wilson the starter. Yeah, I know. And they cut Tim Boyle, which when you look at his career stats, college and NFL, it's shocking that he was even still on the roster. Um, and I, I know it sounds harsh, but it's just the truth. Like, the guy has never had a positive touchdown interception ratio in his life. Like that's, that is mind boggling that you can go through college and still get to the NFL and not have a positive, but I digress. Um, I think from Jacksonville's perspective, it's like kind of like, I mean, is this not like nightmare scenario if T-Law's out the rest of the year, you you're nine and three, like you, it's, you uh, had a, it's, it's, it's pretty bad, man. It, like it was really looking good. We just talked about the Chiefs. Like it was murky waters for the entire AFC. Competitive, no, for sure. But the Jags could have really risen to the top, and they were just kind of hitting their stride. Christian Kirk as well is out really until they said the Super Bowl would be like his earliest return. They might be cooked, and it's like not even their fault. It's literally just injuries came down the pipe, and that's it. Yeah, there's been a lot of that this year, man. Uh, more so than normal at the quarterback position, it feels like. So I know Rogers just he's just, you know, he's pissed about it. But you know, nothing makes me happier than seeing picturing Goodell just mad in his office that the game <laughs> being the game. But yeah. um I digress. Jake Browning to me, that was my takeaway from this game is that 
okay, wait, we can't write the Bengals off fully. Yeah, that was, he's, that he's was my take. Is like any any dude that's going to show up against what's been a very good defense on the road on Monday Night Football and go yeah. 32 of 37 for 354 and a touchdown, no interceptions, get the win in overtime. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta we, we gotta be a threat. You know, you know, you know what this whole storyline sounds like to me? You know who this storyline reminds me of? Oh, this quarterback elevates his play in prime time, and and all of a sudden this team's getting hot in week 12, week 13. Their offense is phenomenal. Joe Flacco. Joe Burrow. No, Joe, oh. <laughs> Joe Flacco, but Joe Burrow. Like it, it's um, yeah. it, it it's kind of weird too, because he's number six and he Kind of looks like him. Yeah. He looks like him sometimes. He's back there. I'll say this: if they actually are relatively the same offensively with Browning, I just say you know all those takes I've had about Zach Taylor kind of coming back to bite me a little bit because I, that that to me would be like wow, like you yeah. know it is more yeah. Zach Taylor, Jamar Chase, T Higgins, Joe Mixon than it is Joe Burrow. And this whole time we've sat here and said. Oh, the only reason the Bengals are relevant at all is because Joe Burrow is succeeding with a mediocre play caller, a star wide receiver, a star wide receiving core, and a poor offensive line. And now it's like, well, actually, wait a second. Yeah. Maybe yeah. they're elevating him and not Burrow. the other way around. And I'm not taking anything away from Joe Burrow um, because he's still got to make the throws. I think he's still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Uh, and he plays great in big games. But Maybe they just have a, a second guy who's great in big games. I don't know what else to say. Like, uh, yeah, it, I find it really hard to believe if Tim Boyle was in Cincinnati, he would look like Jake Browning did. Like, he, oh he, no, he can't. Uh, Tim Boyle's been everywhere. But this is the year of the backup quarterback. It's the value of a backup quarterback. I think that they hopefully they learn their lesson and don't have Tyler Boyd and and Jamar Chase throwing any more passes <laughs> because they combined for an interception and negative seven yards on yeah. two attempts. Um, and that Tyler Boyd interception was horrible. Was oh my horrible. gosh. And they still won the game somehow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how they won this game, but I mean, let's look at their schedule. Hold on. All right. They've got the Colts next week. That's actually a big game. Actually, wow. Uh, okay. Huge. Colts, Vikings, Steelers, Chiefs, Browns. Three and two. Three and two puts them at nine wins. Is that enough? That's it, eight for me. That That's like eight or not. Like, it doesn't mean they're yeah. a bad team. And in the NFC, they're getting it. But uh, so you've got two losses. Chiefs as a loss, and then Vikings Steelers as one loss. Yeah, one. Of, they're gonna drop I, Browning. I think being a younger quarterback is going to have a bad game here. Like one of the one, maybe two. Well, and it's one of those things I always say too. Is like when he starts to get on film, then we'll see defenses catch up. But yep. he hasn't been on film, so he comes out and he's flawless because they don't know what they're gonna do. How do you prep? Actually, from Jacksonville perspective, how do you prep for that at all the whole week? Right? It actually it doesn't surprise me that they got away with what they did. Right. Um, I think they follow the Chiefs. Maybe this was a one-off. Maybe they go winless. Like you know, maybe this is true. Too, yeah. yeah, like uh, Colts. They could lose that game. They could. They could realistically lose any of these games, but also could go four and one. I, I really think that 
Uh, I'm very, like I said, Vikings are very question mark for me right now. I'm interested to see. I had them, I held them in a very high regard, and the last two weeks have been meh from Dobbs. Yeah. It's like, yeah. hmm, well, maybe, maybe he's not actually, you know, <laughs> maybe he's not actually yeah. like. There's a reason he's bounced from team to team. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. There's always that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we'll see with the Bengals. I, I don't know. That road does not look easy, though. I'll say that. But if they play like this, I think they can win every one of those games, actually. Right. Get to your <laughs> uh, they could go 5-0 and oh in those games in classic Bengals faction fashion. Um, yeah. One final game to talk about. Uh, big, I can't believe we haven't talked about it yet, actually. I was trying to remember what I had written down. and Wow, how did I forget <laughs> this? Uh, yeah, that's Eagles, we talked about them earlier, 10 and 1. They're now 10 and 2. 42 to 19 loss to San Francisco. What's your reactions? Oh, I, I would not. I mean, I'm glad I'm not Philly fans in general because I think they're just pessimistic as fans. Like, you, you wouldn't think this is a team that won a Super Bowl pretty recently um, just by their fan base, but it. It sucks for them when the 49ers are jawing all offseason that if they had a quarterback, they it wouldn't have been close. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> I mean, they had their quarterback and it wasn't close. So it's like, oh geez. You know, and then you you have question marks about Philly. Um, I think if this this matchup happens again in, in like in the FC championship, it's definitely a lot closer. But you touched on it earlier. There's plenty of question marks in just the continuity of the Eagles offense because in the perspective of they basically every third and one, fourth and one, they can get. Um, then I have to raise question marks about the rest of the game. He's like, all right, when you're, you're not – there's a lot of memes, but it's kind of funny. Like Jalen Hurts when he can't do the tush push and, you know, it actually has to play quarterback. I don't think it's that bad. Like Jalen Hurts is still a very, you know, elite and can hurt you both running and throwing. But they're they're just I mean, Nick Sirianni is just he's he's getting he might I'm not saying he's getting figured out, but there's more tape now. Like we know what Philly does. They definitely are a run first team. The pass game is an extension off of that. Once you kind of start there and you kind of mess them up a little bit. I don't think Jalen Hurts is the right guy to throw 50 times a game. I mean, you, maybe people are going to contest me and fight on that, but he doesn't strike me as a five touchdown, you know, four yard, 50 throw guy. Oh, that I, one game to get rid of. I think the Eagles were due for this performance, honestly. They've been 10 and 1 by the skin of their teeth all year. That's right. only two. Their second loss. So, like on the flip side, of what I'm yeah. Saying, but like they not just e- not just even in the sense that oh, you know, they're due for a loss because they won. Just that like they haven't. They've been winning games and not playing well. Like my mm-hmm. opinion of the Eagles when they played the Vikings in like what was it week three or week four and ran DeAndre Swift went for like two hundred yards. Yeah, that was them a- right then was like. Oh my God, this team is just, they're better than they were last year. And ever since then, it's been gradual, like, oh yeah, they won again. They won again. They won again. They won again. But it's like, it's not this dominant, like, holy crap, how do you stop this team that it was last year or early in the year? It's been very like, oh, you know, they beat the commanders by a touchdown. Oh, you know, I mean, maybe that wasn't the score, but oh, you know, they won on this last second thing. They won last second here. This team had them on the ropes. 
And it feels like everybody's giving them a run for their money and they're still finding ways to win, which to me says they're still a Super Bowl contender and they are. Um, but just with the Niners, they have just been hot and doing what the Eagles were last year, blowing everybody out. Yeah. They had their three game losing streak. They had, they didn't look great. Uh, and, but consistently throughout the year, they, they've been blowing everybody out and they've been great on defense, great on offense. And so, uh, I'm very interested when this rematch happens in the playoffs because I think it will. It's really hard to de- beat a team twice. And it, I, I mean, if it's going to be in Philly again for an NFC championship, I don't want to do that if I'm San Francisco. I really, really don't. And I don't want to go to San Francisco if I'm Philly. I think those are the two juggernauts in the league right now. Like in both, not just the NFC, in the league, I think they're the two Super Bowl favorites in my eyes. Put the Ravens in that conversation, I guess. But I'm still not convinced that Lamar's, you know, glass legs and paper arms aren't going to fall apart tomorrow. Uh, Yeah. I I just think that the Eagles have gotten away from their dominance in the run game and their dominance in the pass rush. And, And not that it's bad, not that it's still not elite, it's just not to the standard it was last year. Um, and I think that Jalen Hurts is not as um, – what's the word I'm looking for? I'm not going to say perfect, but clean as he was last year. Uh, mm-hmm. He's still playing at a very high level, but not very clean, not very – I don't know. It, it, they went on sophomore's college days. Yeah, you know, I get. Yeah, I, I, I don't, and I don't think he's a reckless quarterback at all. I don't think he's a turnover machine at all. I think he's no, playing at a very high level. But like last year, I thought he was clearing away the MVP, and he didn't win, and that made me mad. And this year, when he was the MVP favorite, I was like, mm, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Right. right? So I, yeah. I, I just. I don't know with Philly. I, I'm not like anywhere close to a panic button or anything, but they're not miles ahead like they were last year um, of the NFC. I mean, you remember last year, it was like week five. I was like, yeah, Philly's going to the Super Bowl. Like it was, it was like literally that early where I was like, yeah, dude, nobody's beating this team. They're so good at everything. That's not the feeling this year. And by the way, that's not how I feel about the Niners either. I, no, yeah. I, I they, they play good in the Niners. Well, when the Niners play good, they're near impossible to beat, but they just have some games sometimes where they just don't show up. And that's my concern with them going into the playoffs. Um, mm. How about how? I mean, do you have any other closing thoughts? I guess you kind of touched on both teams, but my closing thought on the Niners is they have, in my opinion, too many guys that are injury prone. Like in a, in a year where we've seen a lot of like major injuries to quarterbacks and stuff. It just kind of seems inevitable, and I hate to say it because you never wish injury on players, but they're just not going to go into the playoffs at full strength. Like it's just CMC is an injury. Like he's kid. Well, at least, at least it's not Jimmy like, G anymore, man. Right, and and that's that's good to look at. But I just I see them rolling into the playoffs underhanded per usual, and they're just like they always find a way to not get to the Super Bowl. Like as good of a win as this was. Doesn't really say anything I, I already I know. I gotta be honest. It, I know I said I wasn't super high on them, but it is starting to feel like a 49ers year. Like it, it feels it, like it, but there's I feel like there's been a lot of years where it's like, oh geez, like, Niners, man. 
And then they just, like, you think of 2019, like, Mahomes was only in year two. When it's like, that felt like that was the Niners' year. And they they were at full strength. Yeah, I don't even, and they had Mahomes on the ropes in the Super Bowl. They had like, it. Yeah, had and it. you're not wrong, man. Um, I don't know. It, it just feels different with Purdy. I, 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 I'm a big Purdy, like, I think he's legit. Like, I really do. And um, it feels a little different than the Jimmy G days. Because back then it was like, you look back there, and it's like, oh, it's, they're so good. It's, it's Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, is Jimmy Garoppolo really going to win a Super Bowl as a starter? Like, is that, is that yeah. really going to happen? Now it's like, yeah, I think it, it's one of those things where it's like we saw Purdy elevate last year, and he's continued that. And it's like, okay, he's legit, and you see Super Bowls on the horizon with him in this situation. And it's like, well, why not now? Because the league feels wide open. Like, why yeah. not now? You know, no, it's definitely the best opportunity for them. Yeah, because yeah. you know, when his contract comes up, that changes everything. That changes the window closes, honestly. Um, yeah. and so it'll be it'll be very, very interesting to see if they can get it done this year or next. Same thing we same conversation we had about the Bengals not that That's long true. ago. We said this was it. We said two years ago on our preseason pod, we said they have two years to get it done, uh, because Higgins contract is up. Here we are. Yeah, Chase on the rise and Joe Burrow, like, yeah, it's it's concerning to say the least, man. But um, okay, let's let, let's pivot. Let's get to a little buy sell hold. I don't, I, as usual, I'm open minded. I could be convinced into basically anything right now. I don't have anything extreme. I have a couple ideas, but mm-hmm. they're more so lotto plays. But go ahead. Yeah, I just uh. I had my one kind of just take I'm going to stand on today. And given his age, um, you know, I mean, he should be technically in his prime. But I'm going with Austin Eckler is going to be like, there's always a running back that falls off. That's elite. And all of a sudden he just falls off the cliff out of nowhere. Like Dalvin Cook. It was great, man. You know, Vikings, I mean, he was probably, you know, up there. and had like an X factor and man. Now he's, a couple points projected for fantasy. It's like the yeah. second or third back with the Jets. I think Austin Eckler is like from this point, it's already kind of started this year, like receiving game. He's not been really involved. And I know he started off hurt, but he's going to have this downward trajectory. I don't see I don't foresee Austin Eckler being this kind of like top fantasy option. Um I just see him kind of falling out, and I think that's my take is that he's just going to decline. I don't see him having like a – his progression is going to be down. That's all I can really say. Averages, yards, whatever. If he starts to turn it back up, you know, at the end of the season or even next season, he's back to like himself. Uh, I'll eat my words, um, but I'm just essentially predicting the downfall of a guy where <laughs> – you know, I don't like to do that, but there's always one. And when I look at Camara, I look at Saquon Barkley. Um, it's doesn't just doesn't seem like anybody else. And maybe it's Jonathan Taylor, but I've on too many leagues to predict his downfall. So <laughs> I'll put it to confidence in just Austin Eckler's numbers just going down for me. I don't see a uptick at all. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I don't think I'm gonna tail that. That but was, I see, I see the vision. Like, 
it is one of those things though where it's like I see them getting a new staff next year. Draft a running back. Yeah, well, like well, well, no, no, I was going the other way. I was oh, thinking they, get a, new, they okay. get a new staff next year. Uh his fantasy value is lowered. You grab him in like round two or three, and it's like a risky take, and then it's just he's a league winner again. Like you know, you, you know like what I'm Keenan saying. Allen this year, like really. that's like 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 yeah. Joe Joe Mixon, uh, the first year after Giovanni Bernard finally left, right? He had spent like years in fantasy purgatory and was like, oh, he runs for a thousand yards, but is he really a top seven, top eight fantasy back? No, yeah. because Bernard's there splitting carries, and then everybody, I was in on it. I think it was the year they went to the Super Bowl. Uh, Bernard left; they had no backup. It was like Samaj Piran was like a rookie, or he was not. You know, coming into his own, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it was like, okay, Mixon's gonna have a ridiculous year, and he finished like RB2 or RB3. Uh, and it was like that. So I could see that just because if they don't draft a running back, there's still nobody there, and you still have Justin Herbert, and the receiving game is still gonna be great. Like, yeah, I'm not that high on Joshua Kelly, man. Like, I, you know, it's you know. no, I think more of it. I, I, I think they're bringing that staff, and there's gonna be a running back drafted. Like that's fair. That I could, that I could that's that's my vision. But yeah, they don't take a running back, and it's you know him and Kelly. Like, yeah, that's that does not surprise me either. Um, but I'll just I'll weigh it. I mean, he's twenty eight, turning twenty nine next year. You know, getting close to thirty. So I'm just I'm gonna stake my claim there. Could be wrong, especially when you see Raheem Mostert is thirty one and is leading the league in touchdowns. That's just a wild stat to me still. He's the same age as Lev Bell, who's out of the league. And, I mean, a couple of years ago, we still had in very high regards. But, uh, yeah, any takes today? I do. Buy, sell, yeah. I, I do. Um, I'm going to buy a little um, a little stock. We're going to go 1.5 confidence. So, I guess it's a little more than a little, but. Um, mm-hmm. this is, I might sell this before we get to the end of the season, but right now I think it's a really good time to buy it because not a lot of people are talking about it. I think it could play out where it becomes, he's a favorite. I'm going to buy some stock in Shane Steichen to win coach of the year. Mm. Mm. That is, I, yeah, that's a very, I think I might, like I said, I might sell it before the award actually comes out and take the profits. But yeah. I think that if they go on a run, he's already a contender. They go on a run. He could become the favorite, and that's when I would say, "All right, I'm going to sell it and then just take my profits," uh, because yeah. what he's been able to do is nothing short of incredible, man. Like it, it, he's been phenomenal. Seven and five backup quarterback. Like, man, that's that's really good, dude. I don't know what yeah. else to say. Like, they, they're a good team. They're a formidable team. Yeah, I'll say what would seal this one is if they get that win in Texans, you know, week eighteen. If you're a first-year coach and you're going against another first-year coach who's got his rookie quarterback and you don't have yours and you beat him to, you know, kind of take that upper hand. I don't – I also – like, I also just don't feel like there's any other coaches that are favorites. Like, okay. I really love D'Amico Ryans. D'Amico Ryans is a good – yeah, D'Amico Ryans is, is probably the favorite. If the Packers yeah. run the table, I guess you say Matt LaFleur. If the Vikings end up finishing mm-hmm. well, you could say Kevin O'Connell. But it ain't going to be like Nick Sirianni. I don't think they want to give it to Shanahan. Um, yeah. I definitely don't want to give it to McCarthy. I guess you could say McDaniel. Uh, yeah, you know, I, you know, not that I really think. You could. Probably you is could. a favorite if they finish strong. 
and he gets the 2,000 yards, and he probably is the favorite. But, there's, yeah, there's conversation for that, yeah. But, yeah, that's back to you. Oh, no, that's all. Oh, you don't have, you don't have, you have any? Yeah. Um, I think that's all we're going to buy today, cool. too. I don't, I don't see anything crazy. Um, but I would love to do some Packers stock, but I have Jordan Love stock from, from way earlier. That's, way earlier, that, yeah. That, that's doing phenomenal. <laughs> um, you love to see it. You do love to see it. Um, I guess, I guess I'll do this if just to, just to piggyback, you know, the price is too high right now. I was going to say Jaden Reed, but price is too high. I'm going to wait a little bit for it to drop. That's um, fair. But, but I am a believer. Um, all right. That takes us to our week 14 predictions. Um, we've got, you know, a recap of week eight or week 13. Why did I say week eight? Week 13. Uh, you were eight and five. I was seven and six. We both missed on the Jaguars. Mm. It was kind of crazy. I went through it. I got the first six right and then went one and six to finish out. And then you were kind of just mix and match, you know, forever. We're obviously always going to go opposite on Packers games. And, uh, you know, that was the difference this week. And, yeah, yeah. I'm fine with it. Like, got to be uh, done. Got to be, you know, I, I would, I might have to go back this week and go through last year's data and this year's data from like, what was it, week five or week six when we Find lost? Find the correlation. Yeah. yeah when we lost to the Jets and I publicly came out and said, I am never picking this team again. And then we went and started winning more games. And then this year, I think we lost to the Raiders, and I did the same thing. I said, screw it. I'm never picking this team again. <laughs> and now yeah. here we are. Um, that is definitely something I might have to get the data on. But uh, we're, sticking, we're sticking to it, man. But that takes us to Thursday Night Football. I got to be honest, this might be the first time I skip a game all year. But Patriots going into Pittsburgh. <laughs> um, who you got, man? <laughs> I have, like, I have it, no interest in watching this game. <laughs> oh, no, just it just and it gets worse and worse. I'm gonna go with the Steelers because they just have more between two great coaches. I'm going with the Steelers, but oh, like it, it's just Belichick at two and ten is something I I didn't think I'd ever see. I'm going Steelers. I think that the Patriots locker room, especially if it was it, who was it that was like, yeah, you're lucky. Pepper, yeah, man. it was like, you're lucky we're trash. And, you know, it's just, yeah, I, I like, think the locker room's lost. Dude, historically bad stats since like 1938. The Patriots, it was, there's never been a team that allows in a three game stretch to allow fewer than 10 points in all of them, 10 or fewer points, and lose every game. That has never happened since 1930. Like almost 100 years has oh passed. My gosh, they're that playing is such historically good bad offense. Man. I would, yeah, I would just love to say like, oh, you know, they're shutting the Chargers down. They're playing great defense. I think they can win, but it's just like I they can't score. Don't know if they can score. Like yeah, I genuinely they, don't. They can't make a drive, and you know, with Bill Bryan as an OC and your head coach being like 70, you know, an era where like modern and just New innovations in offenses, everything. It's not a huge shocker, but geez, man, some points would be nice to nothing. <laughs> that is, I saw, give me a handful, at least be like Jets level, but 
Yeah, Steelers all the way. Um, yeah, this was the game. I saw the tweet. It was like, if you gamble on this game, call the number. Call the number. Um, all right. right, Texans. Speaking of Jets, Texans at Jets. I'm, I'm not really thinking about it twice. I'm taking the Texans. Yeah, I don't. I Rams, uh, Rams at Ravens, which if they win this game, we'll probably talk about them. But uh, Rams at Ravens, I'm taking Ravens. Take Ravens as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pan- divisional matchup: Panthers at Saints. Panthers are one and twelve. They didn't even win the interim head coach cheese for me this week. Like I, I gotta go Saints. Yeah, it's yeah. Their ownership, I guess, is coming out. Is Dave Tepper's not the best guy? So I'm gonna go with Saints as well. Yeah. Uh, all right, here we go. Colts at Bengals. Um, it's a tough one to pick because two hot team. Well, not, I don't want to call Bengals a hot team, but coming off a great performance. Uh, the Colts are a hot team. Yeah. You go first. I actually I yeah. I'll roll with in balling my I'll head. roll with Indianapolis then. That's my first gut. Um they've been playing gut reaction. They've been playing decent defense and they have more to play for. But I won't be shocked, man, especially in Cincy if they rally behind this backup quarterback team. Um I, it's gonna be a tough win, but I I'll I might talk myself out of this, but I'll go Indianapolis and not talk about it again. Yeah, I'll go with the Bengals. Yeah, I figured you would. I figured you <laughs> would. <laughs> uh, Bucks going into Atlanta. I'll go first here. I'm going to roll Bucks. I'm just kind of – Atlanta's kind of on my no-pick list, but they're also mm. – it's like I could see them winning this game, but I'm just kind of like frustrated with like when I have picked them, they just have kind of dudded. And yeah. So I'm they're a very frustrating team. Uh, like absolutely, that's that, that's their like category for me is frustration. I will take the Falcons. Uh, I I just expect more of an offensive output this week, and I think they they lose this one. Like Arthur Smith, like should be his he should be sealed as guy who's supposed to be this offensive guru, and with the talent you got to not be at least in. Like top ten to good offense, uh, he needs to go. Yeah. All right. Um, it depends on Trevor Lawrence, but Jaguars at Browns. For me, even if Trevor Lawrence plays, because of how close that Bengals game was, I'm going to take the Browns here. Uh, I think it's just a a defensive uh, kind of clamp down for them. The, the, I'm going to take the Jaguars here. I guess that's an upset, but I, I just like. The the Browns as of late, I've picked them a couple times and they've not been well. I feel like they're kind of in a rut. Joe Flacco is their starting quarterback. Yeah, like yeah. you know, the loss to the Rams this week really to me was like mm, maybe the defense has taken a you know it's running out of gas sort of thing uh, as we come down the stretch. But I'll go Jaguars. I I see the vision though at home. Uh, Lions yeah. at Bears. Lions, not really. I'd never pick the Bears. Yeah, I'll go with Lions too. Uh, Seahawks at 49ers. 49ers. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to catch me. Yeah, 49ers for sure. Uh, Vikings at Raiders. Raiders coming off by. Vikings coming off by. I'll go Raiders. I'll, I'll go, go Raiders. I'll go, I'll go Vikings. I'll go Vikings. I still believe in, in the pastronaut. Um, <laughs> Broncos <laughs> at Chargers. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Sorry, I, I gotta get it out before I, this 
I'm telling you, man, the Pastronaut is one bad game away from that tea being silent. All right, that's all I got to say. Uh, I'll take the Chargers here. But, uh, yeah, that's first thing that came to mind from that game. Um, I have Broncos written down, but I'm taking the Chargers because I just refuse to take the Broncos. Um, they got to get back to 500, the Chargers. You know, that's the Yeah, they got to they won this game against the Patriots. They're going to be rolling. Um, yeah. All right. Bills at Chiefs. You know what I'm taking. I'm putting my money where my mouth is this week. You're going to take Buffalo? Yeah. Well, like you said, I had it written down. And I, I would love to, like, praying on the Chiefs. Is it through? Would it be three straight losses for the Chiefs? It would be nuts to see it. Yeah. I don't see it happening with an Andy Reid team, which is why I'm going to take them. But I'll be excited to talk about it on the podcast when it happens. So, Eagles, I at, Eagles going into Dallas. Uh, Sunday night. An Eagles two game, well, like losing streak would be fun to talk about too, but it just seems like the Eagles win and then the Cowboys fans are in shambles, personally. And Mike McCarthy's job is called. So I'm going to go with the Eagles. I uh, I have to con- concur with that. I don't think, yeah. I just, I sure they lost, but they lost to the Niners, which are the one team I would ever think about not picking them against. The Cowboys are yeah. not that team. Yeah. Uh, all right, Packers, Monday Night Football. Again, Packers at Giants. I got a lot of stake in this. Giants, they flashed up on a uh, in-the-hunt thing the other day, and I was like, no way, the Giants are in the hunt. They're 4-8 and eight or whatever it is. Um, wow. I was like, they are wow, not making still alive. But uh, we're rolling with Tommy DeVito and the boys this week. Yeah, it's uh, the Italian stallion. I'm uh, I'm gonna have to go with the Packers then too, just because uh, it's it's our thing, man. I, I never pick against Packers anyway, but we got to keep them winning. So yeah, we got we can't we can't break the tradition. All right, yeah, we can't break, break it. it now. When we were breaking it earlier in the year, we were losing games like to the Falcons and the Raiders. You know what are we what are we doing? And we got back to what we were doing, making and here we are. So yeah, it's gotta uh, be done. Titans at Dolphins, final matchup in Miami, second Monday night game this week. Uh, I'm taking the Dolphins. Yeah, I'm not taking against Dolphins either. Um, I refuse. Stay against refuse, Titans. Refuse to do that. Uh, and that wraps us up. Um, we had a little bit of wild card. I mean, we, we could maybe five we or so. Talk minutes. Yeah, we it, talked. Yeah. I feel like we talked about it. Any, I'll ask. I'll pose this question. Anybody you think has a realistic shot at the wild card that we didn't really talk about? The Rams, if they get this one this week, are sitting at seven and six. And depending on like what happens with the Vikings and even the, the Packers down the line, I think that's an interesting team to talk about. It's like Seattle could kind of start to bottom out here. Um, from the AFC perspective of things, it's it's always funny to like loop the Chargers into that. Um, but man, it's it's dicey. Uh, I'm interested to hear your teams. We didn't talk about them. We have in the past. I'm not surprised if the Steelers come out on Thursday, blow them out, and are what? What was? What is that? Eight and five for them? Like, yeah, which is that is not yeah. an eight and five team, but but it's also they're are. they're eight and five. So yeah, you know, yeah. It's let man. me look up their. Let me double check. Make sure they actually are eight and five. Second in the AFC North. Yeah, they would be eight and five if they win that game. And just with the Browns quarterback situation and the Bengals quarterback situation, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if you know it looks like that. Their remaining games are Patriots, 
Colts, Bengals, Seahawks, Ravens. Mm. That should be interesting. So to answer the question, yeah, we didn't talk about them. I think they have a shot. But if they lose to the Colts, then I think the Colts are in. That's, right. sort, of, that's sort of where we're getting to. Rams is a good one. Um, I can't, you know. Vikings, I guess we didn't talk about. But I feel like they're kind of already in that conversation. It really comes yeah. down to Josh Dobbs. And, and that Vikings-Packers game late in the year is actually going to be a really big deal. Um, I think a lot of people right now are like assuming Green Bay's in by looking at their schedule, which is fair. They should take care of business in a lot of those games if they're capable of beating the Chiefs. Right. But let's not forget this team lost to the Falcons and lost to the Raiders, and they're a very young team. Like nothing is given. And I think that uh sitting at six and six is great. Uh, but you're gonna have to beat the Vikings, I think, to get in. Like yeah. it's a little it's a little crowded. So or at least catch the Vikings to get in, or you know, catch the Lions. You know? mm-hmm. But um, never know, never know. No the Lions. But that kind of—I don't have anybody else. I, I think the Titans are out. I think the yeah. Broncos. We talked about the Broncos, so Falcons are out in my mind too. I, Buccaneers, I guess. But I think yeah. they're going to win. I think they have to win the division to get in, and nobody from that division is going to get in a wild card. Yeah, the South is division or bust. They're in that <laughs> territory record-wise where you get the division or you're not in. Yeah. Um, but as always, thanks for watching, guys. Be sure to check us out on YouTube um, and TikTok. <laughs> Excuse me. What? Yeah. Uh, be sure to check us out on YouTube and TikTok. As always, we'll be back next Monday. We're a little uh, – what is today? Wednesday. Wanted to make hey, sure we got – quality Packers conversation in today. So we gave ourselves more time. So we apologize for that, but we'll be back on Monday unless anything crazy happens and we'll be talking football again. So excited for that and excited for the playoff picture to start unfolding, especially as you know, Packers start rolling. Go pack, go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We need a, need a couple games in Lambo, but uh, yeah, take care. Thank you guys for listening. Go pack, go.